Yo, welcome back to the Physique Factory podcast, and we are deeper into prep than last time, so it's getting harder and harder, so sorry if it's a bit of a slow, it won't be a slow one, we're going to slag people off in this, so you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, like, you can see that every week now, it's like, we are deeper and deeper into our best, we've got fuck all left, we, we, we've got nothing to give you. Um, I, I, is pushing us on is just pure rage and fucking anger. <laughs> I do, I do feel like that today, like, and I think it's because I've sat here and fucking looked at this computer screen. I've been out two walks with the dog, that's it. And, like, I put a post in my story this morning, actually, about the dog treat. Do you see that? No, I've not, I've not really been on Instagram today much. I fucking, um, I, I, I was giving the dog a treat and I was looking at it and I was like, you know what? Right now, that looks somewhat appealing. <laughs> it's like when you go into Lush, look at the fucking, like, the bath bombs there. I think, you know what? I could smash one of them right now. <laughs> I wonder how many calories is in a fucking bath bomb. Imagine, fucking yeah. I wonder what it is. Fucking hell, they don't really put that stuff on it. It probably tastes pretty horrendous, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it looks nice, but there's no way. (laughs) Smells nice anyway. I know that much. But uh, are you a bit of a bubble bath guy, James? Is that what you're getting at here? No, no. uh... I can imagine you just sitting there with a bath bomb at night, reading a book, cucumbers fucking over your eyes. Wouldn't be reading very well with cucumbers over your eyes, mind you. But yeah, I can imagine you being one of those. Um, yeah, just a shower. I can't really. I can't relax. I, I can't think of anything fucking worse than sitting in a hot bath, you know that. It's uh, maybe the, the odd time to recover and stuff like that, but I just can't literally sit down and be like, oh, just do there, fuck there's something. There's something there's good to talk about. What do you think about these fucking uh, like cold water plunges? Bullshit. For bodybuilding, absolutely fucking bullshit because it stunts inflammation and then people are training and then going jumping in a fucking pool, like a cold pool or whatever, whatever afterwards. Um, it's going to stunt the inflammation, and that inflammation is required for hypertrophy. So it stunts like the actual like ability to gain muscle. So it's probably not the best. But in terms of health, it's got a lot of health benefits. But if you're a bodybuilder, I wouldn't do it post training. I'll probably keep it like four hours each way yeah. training. Yeah. I just uh, honestly, I've never tried it, so I can't really slag it too much. But I can't see the fucking appeal of jumping in. It's I'm freezing cold. I've looked. At, <laughs> I know exactly. I've looked at the studies for it, and it's not really that good for like gaining muscle or anything like that but there's a few health benefits but in terms of what you just said then yeah it's fucking cold who want to jump in a cold pool or fucking water james's assessment of everything in life is like this is no use for building muscle i'm out yeah that's it yeah i was like are you any use to me in my life are you gonna help me build muscle nope fucking do one you'll be a great laugh at family parties eh? everyone's having a drink and a bite to eat and you're like this is absolutely no use to my goals i'm out i know yeah i was like you're not gonna help me grow my business you're not gonna help me fucking gain muscle you know what you're all a waste of fucking time you know what you joke about that but we talked about that last week there are those people out there that are fucking like that they're like no this is not bringing me towards my goal of being a fucking natural pro bodybuilder oh fucking hell natural pro bodybuilder like gets you absolutely not there's actually no real benefit to it probably costs you more yeah, there's no there's no life. You need to fucking have a life, don't you? It's just yeah. like, I think what me and you are learning at the moment, because we're so deep in prep, where we're so like regimented, um, it's all right, because this is our goal at the moment, but as soon as we finish prep, then the social occasions are definitely coming back in. We're not we're being... We're not partying. Oh, yeah, we're not... Yeah, that's... <laughs> out. We made plenty of fucking posts about that, didn't we? <laughs> well, to be fair, like, um, I, I'm not a big... I'm not a big drinker. Like, the last time I drank was with you in December, so that's fucking nine months ago. And... <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, and I, I, it just didn't fucking interest me really that much. I've I've had my time, but you know, I'm not saying I'll never do it again, like, but um, 
yeah, it's just not a big thing for me. But like, no. even just fucking, I don't know. Like, I like the 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 regimentation of. Is that even a word? I like that fucking regiment thing of prep. Yeah, like we, yeah. waking up at half past five, taking the dog a walk, an hour of studying, like every single morning, like clockwork. I'm just fucking bang on. And to yeah. be honest, I'm quite like that out of prep anyway. But I feel like you get that extra little bit when you're in prep. I'm- the, the there first, is some aspects that are, that are starting to upset me, like that. Just well, not upset me. I'm not saying you're crying, like, but like you know, it's starting to starting to bother me a little bit now. Um, but we're only a week out. Yeah, I think the uh, the first eight weeks of prep is okay, but then it starts going a bit downhill in terms of like the focus. So if I wake up in the mornings and I'm like, fucking, hell, I can't, I can't focus on like studying shit. So that's why I'm doing all the social media thing at the moment. Um, because it's more easy for me to apply and learn and shit like that, and actually put something into it rather than just thinking, oh, fucking biomechanics. Um, I'll I'll study all that shit in the off season or when I'm not fucking prepping or anything like that, because it's gonna be a long time before I actually do another prep. If I do do another prep, um, so there's there's a time and a place for that, but at the moment I just need to function or well, focus on functioning. So, so when you say if you do do another prep, are you like thinking right now, fuck this shit? Why am I doing this? I've just got too much shit to do. Um, and this is sort of it's not getting well, it's making it harder for me to grow my business, even yeah. because you know, we're taking the things daily, thinking, right, what do I need to do, and being on the ball and all that sort of shit. Wait a minute, James. If we're going to be business types, if we're going to grow this business, we need to get up at 4 a.m., we need to journal, we need to go for our cold plunge. And then once you've had your cold plunge, you've got to go into the sauna after that because for some reason that's a thing going straight from one to the next, and then, um, then yoga, meditation, and then we start our day because that's how billionaires start their day. Apparently so, yeah. That's what it looks like on TikTok, anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I I do that every morning. What I just said earlier was bullshit. I just didn't want the masses knowing what we're doing, but now it's out there. It's like fuck. Everyone's going to be a billionaire, um, like me. Like you know, you see this Rolex? Oh, or is that a Samsung watch that I got free with the phone? I don't know. I don't know which. I don't know which one that'll be. Um, but I almost bought a Rolex. Funny enough. Well, nah, I, I didn't almost buy one. That's a lot, a lot of shit. I looked at one in Turkey, and it was one hundred and fifty quid, and I was like. You know what? I was like, see, for someone like me that doesn't know anything about Rolexes or fancy exactly. watches, it, I, I thought it was right. But I was like, that looks legit. I'm like, you know what? I might buy that, take it home, sell it. <laughs> 10 grand. Yeah. But obviously, like, obviously people know because, like, every Tom, Dick, and Harry would be fucking doing that if you could, couldn't you? Yeah, it'd be obvious. It'd probably, like, the wear and tear it'd probably last about a week. Like the looky-looky man coming around with them, um, you want Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> ten pound, two for ten pound. <laughs> so, um, who are we going to talk about next? Uh, to- we're not oh. turning this, it doesn't, like, turn into, like, the bitching podcast, is it, like? It normally is. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. How can we, like, like I said it last week, how can we get a post or clip out of this and put it on Instagram to upset someone? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, Nick's, I don't think Nick upset anyone, but it was it was fucking funny. Like, I like that. Comical, that. That was fucking comical. That was brilliant. It was a good episode. Nick made the episode. We need to get Nick on more often, but it's when he spilled his coffee. Like, that was just, that yeah. was the moment. <laughs> Imagine doing that on a fucking podcast. Um, that's what you get with like, being on your phone in the fucking car and doing a podcast and yeah. trying to drink a coffee at the same time yeah <laughs> but um yeah a topic of conversation that um that i put up in my stories the other day or across the last couple of days is um there's a lot of coaches out there yeah those bad bastard coaches hire us instead um but like uh there's a lot of coaches out there that like to put goals onto their clients and there's obviously a fine line there because there's like if you've got a client and you're getting them leading you're like 
you know, you should do a photo shoot or whatever. It's like, cool, because they're pretty much there already. And if they want to do it, then great. If they don't, then that's great. But like sometimes like you're just suggesting something that they never thought about. But there are coaches out there. And I spoke to a guy who literally had been with a coach for a week, right? Literally a week. And he was already talking about how the, how he needs to be focusing on a bodybuilding show next year. And it's like the guy literally, the, what he told me was he wanted to gain a little bit of muscle, lose a little bit of fat, and he wanted like a Cristiano Ronaldo type physique. That's not a fucking bodybuilder. At what point did he say, you know what, I want to get a pair of trunks, I want to tan myself up, shave my legs, and jump on stage. It's like... You can't push goals on someone. It needs to be their goal. So whatever they come to you with or recommend... Then yeah, maybe like if you're like coaching them and then along the way they think, oh, that's pretty cool. The bodybuilding stuff, I wouldn't mind giving a go at that. That's what's happened yeah. to a few of my clients. Like one of my clients, John, he did like a bit of a transformation and uh, we did some pictures in the gym. And he was like, We look he looked at how he was looking and thinking, I wouldn't mind doing a show next year. I was like, Do you think you want to do that? I was like, Oh, yeah. It was like to be fair, it wasn't far off from where it was because it was really, really lean. So I was like, You're not far yeah. off now. So if we have a decent off season and then do it again, then I think you'd be you'd be good. And it was like, Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a difference though, isn't there? There's a total difference. I'm like, but I know what these coaches are doing and the, the idea for them is someone comes in the door and all they're thinking about is the result. And like, I will admit, like I'm so results focused. That's what I'm trying to get is results, 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 but not at the detriment of the client. Not mm. if it's doing them more harm than good. And like, we've just been talking about how shit bodybuilding preps become. And if you've got a lot on your plate already, you know, if you've got if you're self-employed like we are and i know we're fucking overcommitted too we probably shouldn't be doing it either but anyway um you know self-employed kids animals fucking whatever whatever commitments you've got how are you going to fit in six tra- train sessions a week how are you going to fit in fucking six cardio sessions a week how are you going to do this and that these coaches don't care they've never thought about that they've just thought right. if i get him on stage those pictures will look great i'll have some great before and afters i'll make more money and that's what they'll think and at the end of the day they're not thinking about what's best for the client Exactly. Um, it's just it can fuck them up so much as well, just because if they've um, he's it, pushing it that extra bit far. Okay, getting in shape, but getting in shape for a bodybuilding show is a totally different like yeah yeah thing completely. I think there's like there's a line, isn't there? I think like even photo shoot shape. I think I think you can get there pretty unscathed, to be honest. Like oh, yeah yeah yeah. The last kind of three four weeks, like. Well, even the last two weeks for me is the only time it's really been tough. But b- before that, it was actually pretty smooth. It was pretty easy. Um, and you could even afford to be a bit, a bit flexible at those points as well. Um, obviously, you've got to dial it in closer to the show. But, like, you know, doing a photo shoot prep, it's not, it's not a hard one. Like, most people should be pretty ready for that. Again, you've got to assess assess a client in front of you because, like, depending on their history, it is going to be a little bit different. But, like, uh, yeah, most people for a photo shoot prep would be okay. But then it's a confidence thing. And then it's also the... The whole thing of like, do they even want to do that? Do they even want to kind of look like that and get pictures like that? And some of them don't, and that's um, they, they can't say no because you're forcing them into it. And I, yeah, that's what I do. I just like fucking. I'm like, look, I booked this photo shoot. You're doing it. Um, you actually signed up for this, and then you've got a, a bodybuilding show three weeks after that. So good luck. Buy a pair of trunks. Get yourself some time. We laugh yeah. about it, but I bet it happens. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it definitely does. It definitely does. There are coaches out there that'll do it, but. Again, it's it's a big thing. Like we see it a lot. Like even like when you go back to the biomechanics world, um, people imparting their biases on people. Like you know, if I if I'm good at bench pressing and I think the bench press is the best exercise in the world, how many coaches do you know that are out there and that that's what they're doing? They're like, everyone's got a bench press, everyone's got a squat, everyone's got to do this because I like them. You know, it doesn't matter 
about the client. Unfortunately, is a fucking hell, probably like over half of the industry or half of the PTs because they they enjoy that exercise, so they're going to give it to their client. It's only natural as well because you get into this because you like fitness, you like training, you like you know doing all this stuff, and then obviously like doing your level three PT, like you, you don't know, no one teaches you that every client is going to be different in terms of like their structure and their like ranges have got available at their joints. So it's like, it's only natural to then say, well, what do I do? I've had success like this. This is what I'm going to do. But like, and, and you can't blame the clients or not the clients, the coaches that don't know the new coaches, the green coaches, if you want to call them that, the wee green bananas. Um, but like when, when you've been coaching for, you know, five, six years, you've got to notice this stuff, surely. Exactly, I know, but some people just don't want to learn and they're doing the same shit and they're getting people climbing up and down stairs and the hands and the knees. Seeing that one, absolutely ridiculous. I don't know where the fuck they've got it from. Where the fuck have you got that from? Walked into this gym, um, Evolution in Rochdale, actually. Uh, it's, it's a good gym. Some of the, the, probably the worst collection of PTs on the planet um, working there. And this guy, I'm not going to name him just for the sake of not naming him. And uh, he's got his client, like, Thank literally... You. Climbing on the hands and the knees up and down these stairs. And I was like, what? Just literally a normal person as well. Completely normal gem pop person. Probably their what? goal is to lose some weight and that's it. And then he's got them climbing on the hands and the knees up these fucking stairs. You just got to laugh at it, don't you? But um, the the thing is that kind of, and I'm not defending them at all because it's just, that's just fucking ridiculous. It's pointless. Um, but you know, people are always looking for something different though, aren't they? Like people as a whole. And it's like, if you come in and you're just trying to get them to do, I suppose, a basic training pro- program in the gym that's like suitable for them, sometimes they, they think that's a bit boring, don't they? Exactly. They think, all oh, right, I've got to offer something different. How can I make myself different? How can I make myself stand out? Yeah. Um, you can just make yourself look like a fucking idiot. That's what tends to happen. So I, I think it's tough at, at the start, though, because I think, especially when I started, it's like clients have got this expectation and you're feeling like, well, if I'm not like, you know, fulfilling that expectation, are they going to sack me sort of thing? But like, yeah. you kind of got to stay true to, to your value. And, like, I'm at a stage now where I'm lucky enough. If someone said to me, like, look, what we're doing I think it's bullshit. We need to be crawling up the stairs on our hands and knees. Then I would uh, politely tell them to fuck off. <laughs> I think as long as you're giving that client what they want in terms of like most of my PT clients, the they're not really transformation clients for PT clients. All my, all my online clients, they're all like transformation clients and like physique clients. My one-to-one clients are, they, they show up, they're literally completely normal people. They show up, they like training. They like having a chat with me. They like progressing things in the gym. They like going home, having a glass of wine and just living a normal life but because they're lifting in the gym they're improving the bone density they're not gonna be at risk of like having like sarcopenia or losing muscle anything like that so that's gonna do them perfectly and they know what they want to get out of it so that that that's fine that's a good enough goal but in terms of like our one-to-one online sort of stuff then it's got to be different in terms of like the physique where that's the main goal we want to transform people's like bodies physically um so it's totally different. It depends what you want. As long as you're giving the client what they want and meeting their expectations, then then you win. It's that combination of what they want and what they need, I suppose. But um, what I was going to say, like with the physique-based stuff, it is very much towards a goal. And like you can be a bit more, I suppose it's my way or no way sort of thing. I suppose mm. like going, kind of going back on what I said, backtracking a little bit on what I said was... um. You know, if a client wants to do something, so there's like a client of mine who uh, probably doesn't listen to this, but she comes to me with glute exercises all the time, right? And these ones that she finds online. So, you know, what I what I do is say, look, let, let's just try it. 
Because if it's not doing any harm, and if she likes it, and if she feels like it's working, then great. You know, we can have that as part of the program as long as we've got some stuff that I know is actually working. Exactly. So if there's like if there's some fluff there like that, as long as it's not injuring them, they're getting a sensation out of it or something like that. Because if they say, "Oh, I like this feeling when I do X, Y, Z," then I think, "Hmm, how can I make this better?" So you include that in the plan and thought, "Hmm, what have we tried doing that exercise like this, or we try a different exercise like that, just so we can get that similar." sensation and then progress it from there and say there's also have that that fluff in the plan like all these fucking booty band fucking extensions you know start like you know drawing up on the whiteboard and being like look there's no moment arm to your your hip here <laughs> it's all quads <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that because usually they want to avoid the quad growth but um what was i going to say i had something else to say to you there and i forgot i was too busy checking how much fucking battery i had in this ipad Fucking Veed, the video editor I was using, have sent me an email offering me 50% off because I cancelled their subscription. Fuck oh, shit. Shit. It's shit. always happens when you cancel, doesn't it? Yeah, shit. Apart from at Physique Factory. I was going to say that. You beat me to it. Well done. Doesn't happen here. But, um, yeah, like, go back to what you said. Like, if, like, sometimes when, sometimes when you let them try these exercises too, when they come to you with this mad stuff and you let them try it, they're like, oh, that is shit. You know, they realise themselves. So, like, why, why the fuck do I want to do that? Like, but Because it's Instagram bullshit or they've copied it or it's, something it's like that. It's actually TikTok bullshit a lot of the time. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, most it is most of it now. And <laughs> I am back on TikTok, if you've not noticed. So Yeah, I've seen your post got a lot of likes. I told you that was a good one, Mike. Yeah, no, it was only literally, how long was it? Four seconds, the video. Four seconds, it? yeah. That's people's attention span nowadays, though. It is, I know. So it got, like, 500 likes or something. I'm yet to post it on Instagram because I'm yeah, not sure how long do you reckon I should? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. If anyone takes it seriously, then that's their own problem. I might post it later then. That's my <laughs> post on for today. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Job done. That's uh, something about like online coaching that a lot of people probably don't realise. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I spend a shit ton of hours. I've spent most of the day creating content like. It's so painful. Well, it's not painful. You just need to get in a good structure and routine of doing it. Yeah. Um, hopefully when we get... So in fact, even when we get like when we really grow this business, we still need to do that. It's just, it's always going to be there. It's what is our job. It's literally, it's, um... it's, it's bringing people in, I suppose. And then obviously coaching them within that, but, um, online coaching, I think is something that like the more and more I do of it again, that like, I don't know about you, but personally, I'm as busy as I've ever been with online coaching and, and PT, to be honest, like everything's just fucking hit me all at once one week oh. out and like everything is fucking going crazy, which I, I can't complain about. Um, I'm, you know, lucky to be in this position. But um, online coaching, like, is so demanding. Like, people think to themselves, like, let's get off the gym floor and let's start doing online coaching. I can go work on a beach in fucking Spain or whatever. But, like, you have to work a lot. If you want to make it work, unless you've already got, like, you know, 40, 50 clients and you just need to maintain that, then that's great. But, like, you need to work a lot and, like everyone like do you ever find like especially because we're pt as well which is probably a shitty place to be because you're not really able to give 100 percent either way if that makes sense but like um you know i'll finish up sessions eight o'clock at night or something get home sit down with my missus and it's like right time to chill out and then look at my phone and there's like 20 messages and i'm like fuck but everyone texts you in the evening because like that's when they're off you know like they've been at work all day so you've you've done their check-in or whatever you've sent over like the feedback for the week and then they don't look at it till like eight o'clock at night and you're like well i guess i'm now having a conversation with you instead of my wife that's it. Well, I get people who have done like the check in, the feedback and stuff like that. And then, so I always do mine on the Fridays, like today, I've done it this morning. And yeah. um, 
I get like notifications on Loom when they've watched it. And yeah. it's always on like a Wednesday or something of some people. I thought, you've not watched a check-in for five fucking days. I was like, what are you doing? I would and be watching it straight away. I'm not going to lie. Be like... Straight away, because you need to implement what you're actually changing onto the plan. Um, but yeah, and then you get those people who don't check in. And I'm just like, look, I've got very, very like restricted on time and everything's like set. I don't think you understand. I can just sit down and fucking nail out check-ins. Um, they're all booked in. So yeah, you can't just not check in. Time to, it takes time as well. Like check-ins aren't just a case of like, hi, you're doing great. That's fine. I mean, so actually sometimes they are. Like I've seen me do a few where it's like a few minutes long. It's like, yeah, you're smashing it, mate. Just keep it doing it. Depends what the client is, don't they? Because some clients just want short and sweet. Like well, answers. depends how that week's went as well. Like I told you about the guy that sent me a, a nine minute voice note today, and it's like there was a lot to get back on in that. So I sent him back a 13 minute like video feedback. And then when people put in form assessments and shit like that, like you could be there. I don't know, it depends. I don't like them going over 20 minutes, like that's fucking excessive. Um that's with form assessments. I wouldn't like to do more than like even that guy's today. I'd done 13 minutes talking, and I was like, wow, like that's too much. I think like 15 minutes per client, that's top. It's um, like all the changes and then the feedback and all that sort of shit. 15 minutes a client. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'd love to see it would be, but <laughs> it rarely works out with that, rarely. But um, so you do them all in one day? Um, yeah, so I had like over 20-odd like today. Um, I've still got a few that I need to do. Um, I told them if they don't check in, I literally tell them if they don't check in by 12 o'clock and I'm not getting anything back today, um, and then I might have to find some time over the weekend and I'll get it back as and when. But it's yeah. that's yeah. you've just got to be clear on that from the start. It's like if you don't submit your check and you're not getting feedback, that's that's the way it works. And like that's it's good. again, you kind of when you're not as busy with it, you get a little bit like um lenient with it and you're like, oh, I'll just do it anyway, because I'm not that busy. But like, yeah, when you get to this stage, it's like fuck, you've got that time set aside, that is the time to do it and you know, there's no there's no other time really for it, essentially. But obviously you can communicate. But like what I find is um this got into a whole other conversation as per usual, like but fucking uh, the clients who communicate between the check-ins who are messaging me, who are sending me voice notes, who are Oh, I love that. It's yeah. meant that because you feel like you're actually doing your job. So don't just message me um once a week. I want to I want to know what you're doing. Literally, if you message me when you want or if there's a problem or anything like that, I'll get back to you because I love clients like that because you know they're on the ball. You just yeah. they're, they're fucking awesome. But when um when you come to do their check-ins though, it doesn't take long because you're communicating constantly. So it actually exactly. makes the whole process a lot easier. Exactly. And I'll literally message me whenever you fucking want and we're gonna get back to you because it's our job. Yeah. And those clients are just the best. So yeah. don't the, if there's an I mean, issue. It's, it's each client to their own. Like some people will just check in once a week, and they'll give me loads of detail, and you know that's fine. But um, yeah, the other ones like to communicate frequently, and when, when they do that, it, it makes it so easy. Like I had a call with him, you know, Tom, that's down at your your gym actually. Um, yeah. I had a call with him last night, and I was like, Tom, you know, there's fuck all to talk about because we've been talking all week. So it was yeah. like, you know, it was cool, it was fine, it was like cool. We would just call that one early, but like, um, yeah, when when we've been, we, we usually spend a lot of time going over his form assessments and things like that, which is pretty cool. But like, um, you know, he didn't have any yesterday, and we've been chatting all week anyway. I was like, well, I'll see you later, then, mate. <laughs> That's that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool. Like, um, it makes for a good relationship when people are just like, I ah, shit, I had this problem, and then you then you say, you know, the ones that are implementing stuff, like. Um, I'll get messages like, you know, 
when should I take creatine? Should I take it in the morning or whatever? And it's like, I've got that in the supplements tab on, on the sheets. It's like creatine. It's like, well, they've actually took the initiative. They went and looked and they thought about that. And now they're asking questions about it. It's like, well, they're clearly actually implementing what I've asked. And that's pretty fucking cool. But then sometimes you'll put something like, I don't know, multivitamin on there or something. Some, no one ever, like, maybe they don't need to ask, but sometimes they don't ask the question. You're like, hmm, wonder if they're actually doing that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most most things people don't, I don't know. You've got an inclination, like an inclination that what what client is not like doing what you say to the plan. Say they're not taking the supplements, they're not sticking to the food, and they're just well. It's the ones who were just like, I was like, oh, I got a food prep the other day. I was like, was that on the plan? I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't say that, did I? And yeah, what do you, you think? A lot of coaches out there say meal plans are bad. And I know personally, I, I give out meal plans sometimes. Um, Not always, sometimes. What about you? Depends. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking not an answer, but it depends. So most of my clients, they want a meal plan, which can change each week. So they want to know how much food they're eating, what precise grams it is, what it weighs, all that sort of stuff like that. But then I like doing a, a meal plan but having flexibility with it. So they can say, right, just can I change that meal for this much protein so the same amount of protein same amount of calories yeah go for it it's flexible it's cool yeah and then 100 that's what you do that's what i do like when i'm not in prep so instead of hitting the same meals all the time um i try and hit the protein and hit the calories and then i'm happy with it same structure though yeah yeah exactly the same structure just make sure you're hitting the again protein calories and then like yeah that makes it so much easier because you've got the structure of a meal plan you've got the flexibility of like flexible diet and it's a win-win, if you ask me. Like, so if, if you're out and about and you think, fucking hell, right, I need to get about 50 grams of protein, about 500-odd calories, what can I get? Meal deal, go into like Tesco, you've got a chicken like salad sandwich, which is roughly about 25 grams of protein. And then you've got like, you can get one of those U-Fit 25 grams of protein, like the shakes, and then you can get some fruit as well, and then that's going to be about 550. Yeah, there you go. But... um. That's the thing. And then other days, like personally, when I'm in like a off-season phase as well, it's like other days I'll maybe not even stick to the same structure, but I'll just hit the calories and protein for the day. I'll still space my protein out, but like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll do the same structure. And it gives you that ultimate flexibility. But for me, it depends a lot of the time on where a client's starting from. And when I say a lot of the time, I mean all the time. It fucking depends on that. So like if someone's like, I just started one of my friends actually as a client, which will be interesting, but He's not really, he's not into tracking macros, he doesn't know anything about that, he doesn't know anything about nutrition, that, that, that's my job to obviously teach him that, but how do we get the best start here? Well, I give him a meal plan with foods that he likes, give him a couple of options for each meal, here's the meal plan, here's what we start on, you can't always, you can't live the rest of your life in a meal plan, but we can teach you now as we go along how we can adjust things as the situations come up, and as as you fail essentially, that's where we'll learn. That's where the lessons will come. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But like that's that's what I tend to do a lot of the time. Not that's all- why coaching is so much better than a one-off plan because if someone just gives you a one-off plan, there you go, see you later, I'm not gonna see you again. Coaching's more adaptable, so you you react to what you're um facing. The feedback, yeah. That's it, the feedback, and then you change a plan based on that. That's why coaching is the there's no why why the fuck would you get just a like a one-off plan of someone you just rip get literally ripping you off it's like it's like a doctor giving you fucking medicine and saying right on you go that's it like and, not- um someone that came up to me in the gym the other day pretty new to the gym and uh it was like oh do you do, you do programs i was like no I do online coaching I went, oh what's that and it's like well one like programs you just don't work because you're gonna need changing adapting it might not work for you 
terms of like the exercise, the training, as well as like the nutrition. So it needs tailing along and we get check-ins and oh, this is how we change things. This is how it works. Went, oh, how much is it? I was like, oh, it's this much per month. It was like, oh, fucking hell, I can't afford that. I was like, well, if you sit down and just work it out properly, then depends how much you want it as well. That's so um, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Like um, affordability, because I've actually wrote a post about that for tonight. And uh, I, uh, I remember, right, I would go out, two or three weekends a month right and i would spend probably a hundred quid a night out bare minimum right oh, yeah. no, that's cheap though isn't it yeah but... yeah I, I don't think i had the most expensive night nights out in the world like especially like the little town i'm from and then the town i'd maybe go to for like nightclubs and things like that like not that expensive it's not like going out in manchester put it that way so like a hundred quid right if i if i had to get taxi home that might have been put up a wee bit the next day everything I would fucking get a Domino's and uh, some Ben and Jerry's as well. So there's there's another 30 quid, right? So there's 130 quid, two or three weekends a month, right? Which is fucking adding up. And that's like 390 a month if I, if I went three weekends, right? And then every Sunday I'd sit there and I'm just sitting feeling like shit. And I'm like, right, this week I'm getting my shit together. I'm not going out next weekend. I'm going to finally knuckle down on my training and on my diet. But... I was at that stage where I just kind of started training and I didn't really know what to do. So I'm looking up online and I came across this fucking thing and it was like, it was like some sort of like guide for like cutting, right? And it was 99 quid and I was like, I can't afford that. And like, I'm sure you can see the irony in that straight away. It's like I was spending 390 quid a month on boozing and fucking pizzas, but I couldn't afford a 99 quid one-off plan. And it's like, again, one-off plan wouldn't have done much good anyway. I did, I did eventually buy it and um it did actually help me out a lot with my first cut and I learned about like macros and shit like that. But, um, you know, that 99 pound, I suppose has paid dividend dividends since then. But, um, yeah, like it's the irony of the fact that I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't afford this shit. Like when I, I'm actually spending more, it's not that it's not that you can't afford it. It's just, you're prioritizing other things. Well, sit, sit down and work it out. It's like when you made that post the other day about the coffee at Glen Eagles. So coffee at Glen Eagles, <laughs> fiber. Five quid. That was with um, that was with members discount as well. Wow. So you're looking at like seven pound for a normal brew. Yeah, and it was um, it tasted worse than like Nescafe out the tin granules. Oh well, just because it comes in a cup with Glen Eagles on it. It was a plastic, not a plastic cup, but a fucking paper cup. Oh, even worse, fucking. I know, but like we talked about this, like you know when they fucking make the coffee beans or whatever, and then they put it into like boiling hot water, that just ruins it. Just, oh yeah, it, it just um, it burns them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. When I make a, an espresso out of my machine downstairs, it comes out and it's drinkable straight away. It's like at the right temperature, and that machine, I fucking oh my god, that machine is my favorite thing in my I've, life. No, I've got one as well. I've it's got not my favorite thing in my life. I better not say that. I've got a wife and a kid downstairs. <laughs> no coffee machine and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where's the cat? Where's the cat? Oh, I fucking hate my cat. You, you're welcome to my cat. Like. Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, anyway, what we're saying, I've got a, I've got a Tassimo machine, and yeah, it's amazing. It comes out the, the right temperature. It's perfect. It tastes a lot better than all the other shit. So to be fair, I I like that better than most of the coffee you get from like coffee shops. Yeah, Costa's shit. Starbucks is shit. Costa's really bitter. Yeah, yeah. I don't like either of them to be honest. There's actually a Starbucks not too far from me, like literally a five minute drive, and uh, I've never went to it. Never been in it. Never. Is there? I like all these like niche coffee shops though, because they've always got like different types of coffee. Um, like um, <laughs> there's one called a Baco. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what... your pictures of that. That looks good. Yeah, it's good. So the um, the coffee's good there, and then there's Bean. That's a place in Rochdale. Um, but yeah, the coffee's the coffee's good. Like at those places where it's a bit more niche, but 
um, yeah, in terms of like the, the chains and the branches, it's not too good. I have to thank Danny for my coffee consumption, actually, because, um, you know, Danny from Metcom, because I got an espresso machine then, like, it's an espresso virtue or something it's called, and it's like, it's like, I think it's kind of new. Anyway, it's a different shape of pod. And these pods were like one quid each. I was like, fuck me, like, I'm going to spend a fortune on them. And Danny got me set up with some subscription thing where like basically you pay £12.50 uh, 12. a month and then they give you another £12.50. So basically you're getting your pods half price, which is fantastic. So like, I'm actually literally waiting now to like see the £12.50 come off my bank account so I can do the next order because I've been drinking so much of it recently. And this conversation is making me tempted to go downstairs and grab one. <laughs> I'll do it after the podcast, don't worry. But um, yeah. yeah, coffee is a lifesaver on the diet. I think we talked about that already, didn't we? Definitely. It's uh, it's needed. It's a fair I want one now, now you're saying it. And, and and all this chat about these coffee shops you're going to, like are you the same as that when you're off prep? Would you still do the same there? Or is that just a prep? Yeah, no, I still go to coffee shops off prep, but it's I do I just love coffee yeah. in general. Do you do you work from coffee shops very often? I know you were doing it for a while. We've done a few podcasts you were there. Yeah, but, um, so that was Bean in Rochdale, and then you've got Market Street in Whitworth. So yeah, yeah, was, uh, yeah a few times, yeah. I, I've never tried working in one at all. Like, I've never done that yet. I just set up my wee fucking office here. And... It's it's not bad. It's just, um, it's better. it's good to get out of the house and get around people rather than just being sat in your house if you need yeah. to get out. So. I think that's my problem today. I've sat here since half past six. I started studying. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I went one dog walk, um, one in the morning, one during the day. But like yeah, I've literally sat here since. That's check-ins, then content. That's that's basically that. Um, speaking of content, or it's not kind of speaking of content, but remember I sent you that video the other day. That girl doing the deadlift. I've still not watched it. Do you want to get it up? Yeah, I'll get it up. Um, let me get it up first before I share my screen. <laughs> Let's see, it was um, it was interesting, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it as well. Actually, um, like. Not just the initial thought of fuck me, what is she doing? Like the actual mechanical thoughts on it. I sent it to you, didn't I? Like I sent I actually did send you it, didn't I? Yeah, I just not watched it. Um where are you? What's your name again on Instagram? JT Physique Factory. JT Physique. You should I don't know what you call yourself on YouTube or something. Uh but it's something like that. Um, I can't find you. Oh no, there you are, James PT slash online coach slash transformation specialist. There you go, <laughs> James. I'll do it all. Right. Let's see what we've got. I better share my screen. Those of you that are on YouTube, enjoy. I think you can see my messages on that. I don't know if I should hide them. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'll get it up first. Nothing too bad to hide on there. Like it's just Instagram messages. I just send people a lot of shit. To be honest, right? Are we ready for this? Right. So this is Liz Aitken's her name. Um, strong woman. Are you ready for this? There's a two hundred seven. To be fair, it's a big lift. Wow! 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 Well. Fucking hell. Talk about grinding it out. She's still going to. Christ. Yeah, it's not pretty, though, is it? No, it's certainly not pretty. But what's your uh, mechanical thoughts on it? What, what are you thinking? Like, 
a lot of people are saying, oh, she's like, look at that first comment. How did she, how, how did her back not break? Terrible form. Well, it's the thing is, it's the, it's the sport. So you need to move that weight from A to B. And mechanically, you're more efficient at lifting that load when your back is in that position. That look, the, uh, look at her spine, spot. right? Look yeah, at- that's good. Look. When you spine in slight flexion, mechanically, you're a better position to lift that load so you'd be stronger. Yeah, but what I would say is she gets into a position of flexion and it doesn't move. She holds that solid. She's got that, like, she's not, like, flexing and extending as she does it. She gets into, I don't know how to restart it, but, like, she gets into flexion. She's in that position. She's braced and she's holding that. So I think in terms of available ranges, Eventually, yeah. like, look, so she's there now, right? And she stays there. Yeah, it gets better. It gets better. It's not, yeah. So she's, I don't think she's exceeding the active range she's got in terms of flexion. She's obviously got a shitload of strength. So her, her, the muscles that are like surrounding her spine and supporting her spine have obviously got the strength to do so. She's not came off injured. So it seems like she can tolerate those ranges as well. So it's, yeah. that's. That's why rounding your back when people look was like, oh, look at that! Look like they're around, they're around the back. They shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, what's the goal? Who's the person? How much they can tolerate? All that RTSC stuff. Um, Jesus Christ! This was hard to watch. Someone get her a trainer. I'm sorry, as a personal trainer, this is absolutely not okay. Videos like this are the reason why other people and young kids think it's okay to lift like this. Um, please, please, please don't ever let your background and lift like this. It's not worth it. Interesting like, comment. Why? It's exactly if you comment, it was like, why? Tell me why. They will yeah. not. I was like, oh, it's bad for your back. Why? No, why? there's someone. Look, Paul, Paul Mamone. Why? <laughs> exactly why? Tell me why. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's the thing. Is... Yeah, there we go. These have some content um why it's so bad. It was like, yeah, but you don't fucking know, dear. It, it was like, sport, you can't say why. Well. Like, you shouldn't be fucking lifting like that. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, we're looking at someone's Instagram that nobody, well, not nobody, but like none of these people will know. So it's like you don't know the person, you don't know what they've got available, you don't know what they can tolerate, you don't know their training history. It's like you can't say that for sure. And exactly. I, I bet you if we scroll down, right? Let's let's just see, right, on this woman's Instagram. I bet you she's got other lifts where she's lifted like that, and I bet you that's not been the first time she's lifted like that. And I bet, like, well, here's another deadlift, right? I bet she's lifting with the same round. She has got a coach as well, so that person was wrong. <laughs> Most people are wrong. There you go. Left him with a round. I left with a fucking round with a deadlift. So you fatigue. You're going to at the end of the day, aren't you? Yeah, it's it becomes a problem, or in my opinion and my experience, what I've seen and experienced myself, it becomes a problem when you exceed your the range where you can tolerate that sort of load. Yeah, the amount of flexion. Even if it is your active range, if you're going into those ranges of flexion where you can't tolerate it, then there potentially will be like an issue. But over time, you're just going to get used to being in those ranges, aren't you? People are afraid to move their spine as well. Oh, no, yeah. For Keep your spine still. Is that why? Why should you keep your spine still? It's, like, it's going to be worse than that because your spine is a synovial joint. It needs movement to actually function and live. Else um, it's going to up and be fucked. Well, exactly. Like the the facet joints, they're they're going to eventually like the hyaline cartilage between there eventually does wear down. It's like when you see those old grannies that are hunched and they they have not got the ability to extend their spine anymore. I mean, you do. I can still get into spinal flex uh, extension. Sorry, but it's like, when I'm, uh, it's like when I'm training people in like 
extension. So doing like back extensions and whether it's on like 45 degree where I'm blocking the hips or on that Nautilus Nitro machine and they're going into like a big, like a lot of flexion, they're going into a crunch. So really tell them to cave in, thinking about getting the ribs into the hips, into the pelvis and then extending out. Cross your internal organs. Yeah, and it was like, oh, that's a weird movement, that, isn't it? It was like, you always get told not to do that in the gym. I was like, off who? Social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then rotation as well, like training some form of rotation. Like people are all, can, can be a bit weird about that. Um, But like the spinal flexion one, when you do that in the gym, people are looking at you like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, is, is that all right? You shouldn't be rounding your back like that. And I was like, you shouldn't be fucking talking to me. Fuck off. <laughs> true. But like, again, it's, it's like that person talking about young kids, like, okay, if you're new to training and you've not been training for long and you're not that strong, then maybe rounding your back's not a great idea initially but exactly yeah how can you say that i I don't know i don't know the person we're talking about so it's hard hard to hard to say that if they've got like a spinal issue maybe like deadlifting full stop isn't a good idea but if their goal is to deadlift and they can tolerate deadlifting then yeah but then if they've got somewhat of a history of some sort of spinal issue then i'd be telling them to keep their back pretty much like straight all the time and that is a good like example of what you would say or have someone to do if they had like a spinal pathology but if they haven't got a spinal pathology the strongest foot they can tolerate those ranges and what's the goal is it fucking powerlifting like there then yeah go for it it's fine to round round your back but would you say keep your spine straight because you've got to be careful with that too because that might be an end range of extension for someone that, well, you're just going to work that out first, though, aren't you? You yeah. need to work with someone to see what they have before you actually recommend shit. So, yeah. if, if you're someone's like, keep your spine straight. I can't straighten my spine. I can't get into that position. It's like, so you can't fucking tell people what to do before you know what they have. Because that's, is- that's the kind of the misconception because people say, keep your spine neutral, keep your spine straight. Well, how, how do you know, unless you've tested, how do you know that a, a straight spine is a neutral spine for them? Because neutral, a, a very misunderstood term, is it's it's between the two extremes. It's between the extreme of flexion and between the extreme it's, of extension. I'm going to throw Nick under the bus here because he was like, I was posing. He went, you've got a very lordotic posture. I was like, Nick, what the fuck does that mean? I was like, are you supposed to have a lordotic po- posture at your lumbar spine? And then you've got a kyphotic posture on your upper spine. It's just a direction of the curve of the spine. And then he didn't message me back when he gave him that answer. <laughs> Nick's uh, like, uh, you just replies like, Nick, your house is northwest of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the same yeah, statement. Yeah, I, threw, I threw Nick under the bus with that one. So but, yeah. Like, but I feel no like that's thing. very misunderstood, isn't it? Like neutral spine. Everyone says it. Like loads of coaches say it. And it's like, they don't even fucking know what Yeah, it what, what the fuck is neutral spine? I think neutral spine is a degree of lordosis in your lumbar spine and the, the degree of kyphosis in your thoracic spine. And then there you go. Uh, well, as I say, like I would describe it as anywhere between the two extremes, like yeah, anywhere it. in between there, it's neutral. Yeah, exactly. Someone said, and I can't remember who it was, I'm not going to steal this quote, but basically if you're driving your car and you don't want to crash it, stay away from walls. So it's basically the same with your spine. If you don't want to get any injuries, stay away from end ranges. That woman was potentially in an end range. range, She she could tolerate it. Exactly, because she's strong as fuck. Yeah, well, it seems like she could tolerate it. I don't know how she's feeling right now. She might be fucked. Right, and we go into wrap things up soon just because I've got my mum coming around at R3 and I need to tie it down. Does she not want want to come in the podcast? We don't want (laughs) We do not want <laughs> this week. Our special guest, James's mum. <laughs> no, no one wants that. No, <laughs> not even her. 
no 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 it's uh, not mainly me but no (laughs) (laughs) we'll wrap that one up at that but um i'm going to do another shout out that i don't do often enough to everyone that if they listen to the podcast make sure give it a little screenshot put up in your instagram story tag us let us know you're listening and let everyone else know about the podcast we'd really appreciate that um i don't know when the next one will be i'm competing on a week on sunday so hopefully we'll get one in before then um and we'll talk some more shit. And then you've got quite a full calendar of competitions too. So we will try and keep these up in between. Um, but yeah, that's been okay. another episode. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah.